everybody. Welcome back to Core. This is Core. And it's kind of new now. We talked about it last week. We're not going to talk about it again. But if you're confused, go back and listen. This is episode 163. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. And we're back. Guys, listen. It's been a hell of a week, as it turns out. Uh, and there's a lot to say about various things. Uh, we're going to keep it positive and exciting and fun and all that stuff and uh, we'll see how it goes like we said we don't really know what the new structure is exactly so we're going to kind of play with some things i wrote the notes today so here's here's our headings for people at home see how you enjoy these names the big talk medium talk and then smaller talk Mm. that's pretty creative john right not since they started naming uh curries with just (laughs) colors in front of them (laughs) Has there been such a good organizational method? I thought we should yeah. check in with the the 1800s mail system and see if we can't get a certain someone's opinion on how they like change. And there's a lot of change going on these days. There's change happening here. There's change happening with one of our favorite video game companies. And so let's send a letter through Pony Express to one of those great Southern soldiers in the middle of the Civil War. Join us. <laughs> My dearest Martha, today marks a auspicious day. It's finally a day of sitting down to enjoy my favorite talkie on the radio. It's rare, Martha, that we get some good old-fashioned R&R these days, and so I'm looking forward to listening to Scott Johnson, Bo Schwartz, and John Jagger reminisce about the battle that I deal with every day of my life. Martha, for some reason, they're talking about Apex (laughs) and zombies and battle royales. Martha, I don't hold with this fancy new talk, and I'm going to write them a letter post-haste. So coming up next, dear Core, my dearest Core, better. F off. Yours truly, <laughs> CoreFan99. Ah, perfect. That's what I like to hear. Whoops, that's the wrong button. Hold on. Uh, the sounds that'll never leave us. Yeah, that's right. You'll get dear Martha's till we're dead. All right? That's just how it's going to go. <laughs> Jeez. And Bo, and, or sorry, John didn't know we were going to throw him that bone this morning, or this evening. He just... You know, dives right in. That's how that works. That's how it's always worked. We never had, that was never planned. That was just a thing that would come up. And so uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. All right. uh, We're going to dive in and talk about some stuff. All of us have been busy doing a thing. And so I made some cheesy transition music. The 70s are here and alive. Hey, everybody, check it out. Apex Legends. It's officially a thing because we really like it. Uh, and it's a little surprising because I don't think any of us were uh, would have counted ourselves among the hardcore uh, aficionados of the world of battle royales. I think we all kind of dabble. We play a little bit. I kind of like Blackout and Black Ops, but eh, whatever. It's okay. It didn't really hold me too long. Uh, Fortnite, I think, is universally hated by all three of us. It's not really I our thing. I don't know about that. I hate it. I don't like I- it. Okay, but we should give our history because the history was I got into PUBG. Yeah, I kind of pulled you guys in briefly. Yeah, 
Then Scott went on a I like Fortnite rant before it was popular. Let me give you the hipster glasses, Scott. All right. Scott liked Fortnite before it was popular. Yeah, I can't. He was this. way into it and kept telling me how much better than PUBG it was. Yeah. Convinced me to play it. Then I got into it. And then Scott was like, I hate this. Game. <laughs> you know what happened to me? I mean, let me let me be straight about this because John's not not incorrect. I, I kind of went on this little stretch of like, oh, my gosh, I can see why PUBG can maybe do something here. And this is before it really exploded. And I, and it wasn't me predicting anything, but it just felt like, oh boy, there's some competition in town. And then I started to realize how much that building was part of this. And I hate the building in that game. Like you don't really, like no dude. I mean, uh, sure. Minecraft's fine. I don't like Minecraft. That's but- why I'm like, that's what I see when I look at that game. I don't mind Minecraft for what it is. Stuff. It should stay in Minecraft. Like, that's fine for Minecrafters. Not really that into Minecraft anyway. But this thing, when you're playing a competitive shooter for whoever has the final life in a 100-person battle to the end, and part of it is you stopping and going, I better cut down this hair tree and get a little bit of wood and then take down a building. And then the last 10 minutes of the game are just two knuckleheads across some field going pew-pew, while they're busy putting up a wall. Okay, hurry up and put them up. Okay, I shot through the wall. Okay, put up another wall. I hate it. And I know there's some people that are like freaking genius wizards at it. I know that. And it's fun to watch sometimes to go, man, I don't know how they do that. Anyway, I'm never playing that again. It's my one of my least favorite video game tropes I've ever played. And that's right up there with I hate tower defense. I hate uh, escort missions. And I don't like timers where there's a clock running and I have to finish something before the clock runs out. I hate all those things, but right up in there now is building a wall in Fortnite. F off. I just want to shoot you and duck around a corner that I didn't have to build. So that's me. I'm with you. Are you? Yeah. Tell me more, Bo. Yep, why, yep. why do you dislike it so much? Uh, you said it all. It's not good. It's not fun. <laughs> John? It's Minecraft. <laughs> John, you can't tell me you actually like that. Stuff. It's okay. I mean, I don't play it regularly, but I played it a bit and I enjoyed it. I'm not good at the building. I also don't like it, but there is something funny about seeing a guy alone on the planes and he's just standing there and he's just foraging or doing the floss or whatever they do. And then all of a sudden, one little bullet hits him and just a castle appears out of nowhere and he's just up there ducked in it. Yeah. It's the most overreaction to like being shot at you've ever seen in your life. It's yeah. hilarious. I get that when um, they when they started doing that thing, I get that they were like carrying over some of the fortress building stuff they had in whatever Fortnite was supposed to be, but man, I just think that was a mistake. And I'll bet you, okay, this is just a just a me playing armchair quarterback here. But I'll bet you if I could sit down and talk to some epic devs and say you guys weren't really thinking about that when you brought that over, right? Like you probably, if you could do it over again, you probably wouldn't have that building stuff in there. And I'll bet they'd say yes. I'll bet they'd agree with me. Uh, it's hard a- to feel like they'd say yes when they were making so much money and becoming so popular. Yeah. We'd just like to answer your question, like- but we're too busy eating dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. They're they're living I- large, man. Yes, Bo. I think they just, they didn't get lucky. They did, It was kind of, they did get lucky. Because the one thing that struck me about PUBG is that that game was so not stable. Yeah. It was so hard for everyone to play. And it was so... It's not everyone's cup of tea to play like an Arma 2 style game. And those games are very like long, slow, and required method to the aiming and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
and Fortnite just comes along and just ma- I assume that game was really stable. I didn't play it, but it looked like it was like a stable release and yeah, a reliable program. And it's still Battle Royale. So. Right. I think there's something to that. Like it came out polished and because they'd been working on that other game no one cares about that was called Fortnite before this happened. And uh, they had plenty of time to polish it up, make it look good and everything. And so the pivot was just a really smart business decision. I like really re- admire that. And the timing was right. And you got the zeitgeist and then it's all in your court and they've capitalized on it and done really well. So I don't have any bad feelings towards any of that stuff, but how happy are we that along comes after all of these sort of middling efforts from big to small in the battle Royale genre, nothing's really pulled my pork until now. And that game, that's a gross way of saying that I should never say it's a good way. I like it. I want to adopt it. It's not good. As I just as I came out of my mouth, I realized it was kind of gross. <laughs> no, no, no. Pulled pork is what you put on a sandwich, and so I assume someone at some point pulls the pork <laughs> to make the pork sandwich. So, That's a reasonable <laughs> assumption. <laughs> why else? Why would they call it pulled pork if there was at no point pulling involved of the pork? No, you're right. It is pulled. My wife made pulled. It's pork, like having uh, smoked salami, and like they put it in water instead of smoking it. You know. You, this is all this is all a fair point. I my wife just made pulled pork um what were they? Oh, enchiladas. And uh, they were amazing. And I ate them over like 4 days cuz there was tons of it. They were amazing. If you guys haven't had a pulled pork freaking thing, get in there and get at it cuz yeah. so good. Anyway, uh not the point. The point is we've been playing a lot of Apex Legends. And by we I mean John and I have been playing a fair amount. And Bo has been playing it non-freaking-stop since it came Pretty out. much the worst game sickness I've had since Overwatch closed beta. Yeah, which was pretty Where hairy at the time. It, Overwatch was better. I actually stayed up 48 hours uh, straight over the weekend. Really? That one. That's unhealthy. That can kill a person. You shouldn't do that. Yeah, well, you, you guys are there. Were we? Yeah, Scott, we had genuine conversations in Slack about have you heard from Bo? And it was that like, (laughs) oh, yeah, oh, God, are we going to have, are we going to hear something bad about our friend? Yeah, we were, I now I remember that we were worried about you because there was a couple of times there where you were so in there. And all we, you know, all we had to go on were these horror stories from like Chinese internet cafes where, you know, some guy went in there to play Dota 2 in the middle of a Sunday afternoon and nobody found his dead corpse until Tuesday. And he's yeah. just slumped over his keyboard going, I finally got well, the... Bo's on the East Coast. Yeah. We're mountain time. I'm sometimes Pacific, depending on the time of year. Yeah. But there will be times where I'm like, oh, my gosh, what am I doing with my life? I have stayed up way too late. I'm a garbage person. Things have gone horrible in my life. I've made bet. Oh, Bo's still playing. I'm good. I'm good. I'll go to bed. I feel great about my life now. But then he would disappear for like an entire day. And you and I would be like, when did you see him last night? I don't know. He was on at like 3 a.m. my time. That's like 6 a.m. It's time. I, I don't know. Where is he? Where is he? Yeah. And then he'd pop back up and he'd be like, yeah, guys, I slept for 48 hours. I am back. Yeah. <laughs> and that would be it. I mean, I kind of 48, sleep for 48, like a policeman. I kind of admire it because I just, I don't know. I wish I I wish I could do that. I have too many stupid things I've given myself to do. And I I would love to, like last night, it was either me go play video games. Turns out you guys played and I totally should have. I Now I have regrets that I didn't do it instead of what I did. 
it was either that or I had this thing to write up for a sponsor thing. And that was work and that's fine and all that. And I should do that. But what Bo's learned how to do is still get his daily responsibilities in and fill the rest of it with really quality gaming time. And you're obviously like way improved in that game. You've won five times or something. How many total games do you know? Yeah, yeah I'm on five, five wins. How many play? How many games played? Do you know? Is there a way to know? I don't. I don't know how many played. I um, saw Bo I wipe one... an enemy squad with nothing but his fists. Whoa, yep, that is a true That's story. Real. Is that true? That really? Last night. Yeah, we landed. See, okay. So I, I'm a big fan of just being aggressive, finding places where people land, and let's go. I need to practice fighting. If you do all this wall hugging and hanging around, you don't get practice doing where it matters most because you're going to fight. Even if you don't fight anyone up to the last people, you've got to know how to fight them. So I got to practice fighting. Yeah. So we landed, I think it was three other teams. But our first little skirmish was with a squad. Everyone has guns except for me. They're in a building going bang, 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 bang. And I'm just in there going, who's the last man standing? This guy. And I got in the mall. I was like, wow. My fists. Have you learned how to? Have you learned how to do the? Have you done the slide and uppercut thing that's all popular now that you can do? I haven't pulled off a satisfactory move. I've been practicing, but I haven't. Usually, if I'm shooting, I'm you know once I get guns, I stop that craziness. But yeah, well, I've remapped that button to my Q button because right now it's mapped to what is it mapped to by default? V, I think. Q. Oh, for yeah, V usually. Yeah, yeah. which is like really annoying. So I remapped it to T because that's what I use in Planetside Two. But I always thought it was awkward there. So I took my tactical ability off Q and I put punch there because punching is way more important than whatever your tactical ability is. Really? Yeah, because if you're in a close firefight, you run out of a clip rather than switch weapons or reload. Just get a. It does thirty points of damage and. Oh, I didn't realize that. Difference. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. Oh, I see what you mean because you can be more methodical and slow about when you fire off your tactical. It doesn't have to. It's not like as twitchy as you need to be with punching. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah just like in close quarters combat, you know, like because like all the Q abilities, they're like important, but they're not super clutch. And I just moved the Q ability to Tilda. Tilda Swinton. <laughs> Tilda Swinton. Tilda. Yep, she's you great. Know, they're the one. She's the ice it's princess. Not that far. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. So that's what I'm gonna uh, do. I'm changing. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna just change it from V to Q and Q to V because I'll just use V when it's again tactically needed. That's not a big uh, deal. And then I'll Q to punch. Ooh, Bo, I like your thinking. I'm gonna have to go uh, yeah. tweak tweak my business. But you've been playing it a ton. I think one of the f- most for me the most interesting effect of this game which now claims up to 3 million concurrent players at any given time and 25 million people playing it uh, total. That's a lot in a week, like a lot. Uh, it is currently ahead of uh, Fortnite and all other games on Twitch and looks like it will likely be there for a while. Um, we can talk a little bit about... I'm not... Well, we'll get to that in a second. But Bo, Bo informed me of a little thing about their first week that I didn't know. I don't know if it's something that's bad or it's good, but whatever. We live in the time of influencers and streamers, and apparently these guys paid uh, some good money to have a bunch of prominent streamers play, play the game immediately on launch, and uh, and it paid off for them. Like, literally, that looks like it worked. Uh, yeah. And yeah. all the top, like, shooter streamers, I assume they put a lot of Fortnite, PUBG, like, all those guys yeah. were paid to play the game for a week. And it was well received by the public. So they're getting tons like record subscriber counts and they're having fun playing the game. Now they're I think playing it's a it of both. It. It's a really yeah. good, really strong marketing plan. Like 
we're all, at least I'll speak for only myself. I am definitely, you know, a guinea pig in this marketing scheme, proving its success. And 25 million of you are as well. Like, like this was not an organic, it felt organic to me. On Tuesday, I came home, I turned on Twitch. I follow like Dr. Mustache or whatever. And um, <laughs> Wait, his name is Dr. Mustache? Uh, no. or Dr. Gimmicks, Dr. Disrespect. Oh. Um, <laughs> all right, I know who you mean now. Dr. Yeah, Dr. Gimmicks. gimmicks. Okay. I, I actually call, like to call him Dr. Gimmicks because, I mean, his whole thing is his gimmicks and I hate it, but then I showed it to my friend Crofton. He was like, I love this. And yeah. I'm like, oh. Yeah, I get it. It's a separate tirade about how Twitch, some Twitch programming is like children's television and it really irritates me. Yeah. Children yeah. need television too. <laughs> um, <laughs> The uh, anyways, I follow him and he had some game on with like a hundred thousand viewers. And I'm like, Apex Legends, let's just see what it is. Yeah, click. Oh, oh, it looks oh, they're not crawling in grass for a hundred hours and it doesn't look <laughs> depressing and it doesn't look like a cartoon mm-hmm. and it kind of looks like Planet Side. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't know it was a Titanfall game, it just kind of had like a sci fi. They've got special ability. What is this game? Let me play it. And boom. Next thing you know, fast forward a week later, I played, you know, probably hundreds of games by this point. Yeah. And that happened to all of us. Yeah. No, it just took me over. I know John's and, been playing and, a lot oh, the, too. the original point was that this was part of a marketing scheme. Right. To say, like, there's not going to be, well, you know, Blizzard, uh, they got a lot of, you know, this is a common feedback you see in Reddit. They didn't advertise heroes enough. I'm like, they didn't advertise Apex at all. They just gave it to the top streamers. And the top streamers liked the game. I also since discovered that the top streamers were invited into closed alphas. Yeah, some yeah. time ago they had to shut up about it. Game. Yeah. So, so the game was designed with the intent to please the top streamers who are there to influence and taste make. And thus there's like all these dominoes lined up in a row. The way this game was developed, the genre they picked to make it in. Obviously people are crazy about Battle Royales. And then the hype plan that followed and yeah. it's still going on. And I'd say and it worked. Big... Nice job, guys. You pulled it off. Yeah. I no. mean, they also pulled the other gimmick, which is, hey, we're announcing a game. It's out right now. Yeah. Uh, which can also be very effective. It can well. be. Sometimes that's bad because, well, okay, there's a combination of factors here I think that are important. It's Respawn Entertainment. They have a name for themselves. People know what that is. Right. You hear that and you go, ooh, X Call of Duty. They did it all. They changed the world. Then they went and did Titanfall. Cool games. Okay, awesome. What are they up to? Uh, they had that going for them. I think they ha- <clears throat> they had the immediate recognition of of uh, being Respawn Entertainment, so that all mattered. And then this other stuff Bo's talking about, and a lot of money to throw at it to to sort of kick it out the door like that. Um, I think it's kind of genius that they pulled it off as strongly as they did. I'm not sure if this exceeded their expectations. I'll bet it did uh, in terms of numbers. But uh, what surprised me the most is how just how polished it is. Normally, I expect a video game, whether it drops today or in six months when they announce it or whatever, I expect it to have some issues, especially a living, breathing, multiplayer-focused game like this. Balance is everything. Fixing bugs is everything. Like They're just going to be... They're going to have a huge list of things they need to accomplish, and if they get to it, they'll have other stuff. Like we always talked about in Heroes, maybe we get a map editor one day, but it's always on this list way over there. And this game feels like it came out with most of the list done. And then some in there I didn't even know I wanted, like three squad jumps together and one guy steers you unless you want to peel off. 
I think that's a brilliant way to, to do it uh, and keep people together more than you would otherwise. I also think that um, the ping system is short of genius. It's incredibly intuitive and adaptive. And if you're doing comms and the ping system together, you end up with just like the most full communication I've seen in a game in a very long time. In fact, I probably, I can't actually think of one that does this better. It's really, really strong. And then you also have an incredible shooter legacy with Respawn Entertainment. They know how to make guns feel good. They know how to make traversal and running and jumping and sliding feel good. And all of that stuff kind of came together to make it so for the first time in Origins history, we all have that stupid launcher on our desktops again. Like we, <laughs> we, we, we pulled it out, we blew it off, went, all right, I got to do this for freaking Dragon Age 3. But as soon as I'm done with that, out you go. Like I, I like the picture. Some guy at Origin just had to call up his boss. He was like, uh, Dave, what do I do? The light's on. <laughs> it says there's more than 10 people here. Wait, what? No one told me. Yeah, there's, like there's people in origin. I don't. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like they they somehow got us all to install origin again. And that's just the PC base. The console versions are good. I played the PS4 one just to test it to see it look great. Played great for, you know, control based cons console game, controller based console game. And um, yeah. And also it's put EA in a better light. Weirdly. Well, not weirdly. You put out a good product yeah. and everybody goes. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's hmm. let's uh, for now, let's take a moment to, uh, you know, acknowledge that EA is making news for putting out a game instead of canceling one. And, you know, maybe not get too excited about the um, the publishers, considering what we will be talking about next. Mm -hmm. But I will say on a more personal level, because I don't want to talk about EA. Yeah. It's complicated feelings with EA. Right. But I'm so happy for Respawn. Yeah. Because I kind of feel like they deserve this. They deserve a win. They I made Titanfall. Agree. It was great. And it was received okay. They made Titanfall 2, which by most accounts and the time I've played it, because I've been going through the campaign recently, is really good. Yeah. And almost nobody played that game because of when it came out. Yep. So them finally kind of having a hit, I'm super happy for those people there. Like, I, I kind of feel like, good job. They, they've had this coming for a while. Yeah. I mean, these are the people, not, some of the people, not all the people, but the, the people who set the world on fire, fire with Call of Duty 4. Yeah. No, they, you know? it's them. It's re, the, yeah. those guys, when they left, they took those minds with them. And this is them, you know, making good on all that experience. And it's just, it's pretty impressive. But Bo, I sense that you think the fad could end tomorrow or could end. Uh, I mean, I don't think it'll be tomorrow. The game's growing too fast, too, too quickly here. But do you think, you think it's all a little too much uh, hype, too much excitement too early? Do you think they're going to, you know, I, well, I, I think for me, it's definitely. So, so I've had a game where I've played to get better at it and prove and play competitively for like four years. And yeah. that, that's looking like that's going to start taking a back seat in terms of my play time. Yeah. And apex is filling that spot right now of that game that it's the same game. I've been playing it seven days in a row. Like no one plays Witcher three. And it's like, <laughs> I was I'm better this week than I was last week at the Witcher. Like, no, you know, play games like that. Right. So this is my like, get better at it game. But in the past I've 
you know, I've played lots of shooters and, you know, like Overwatch. I, I think Overwatch is a great game, but I played it hardcore for a month or two and then just don't just ever really log in. in. Like I was done with it. And yeah. so for me, I'm kind of like, eh, you know, I don't. Shooters do have a limited life shelf life for me. And I think they will for a lot of people, too. But could be wrong. I mean, it's pretty, it's a pretty, it's the only good version of a battle royale that's ever been made. In Ooh, my opinion. Look at that. Some hardcore. Like we've had some good times and some laughs in it, but yeah. like I don't want to tummy crawl across grass every day, and that's my game. I'm so good at crawling across this grass. Like it's, I mean, I get the fun know, of a stealthy boring. approach to these games. I don't I don't necessarily decry like the PUBG players, they're definitely got a game that is specifically suited for more of that methodic, slow, kind yeah. of intense and quiet and hide in the house a lot longer kind of game experience. Whereas Fortnite is more like here we go everybody <laughs> and just start shooting each other in the head and jumping around like idiots. I also don't think the guns building, are very good in that game. But building castles, building castles, sure. But then this thing just feels like I don't know. It just feels like a good game. Like a it feels really like the natural game. evolution of the genre. Yeah. Like yeah. as as weird as that is to say, it, it kind of just sounds buzzwordy. But I mean, it has the things that I like about all the games that I played leading up to this. They managed to put it all together in a way that makes sense. Right. You know, PUBG was very slow. It was a lot of crawling. We've replaced crawling now with sliding, which feels freaking amazing yeah. to just go sliding down hills. I want to slide all the time. And then physics comes in and goes, you can't slide upstairs. I'm like, well, I can try. Just wait and... till they add Genji to the game. He'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> and so they they also they took the system in PUBG where you have all these upgrades for guns and when i first got in and i saw that there were upgrades for your guns and all that i went oh i hate this mm. because in PUBG i just pick everything up and then i open my backpack and i start right clicking things as like can i use this can i use this can I? no okay i'll just throw the shit on the ground and keep going yeah. it's fine yeah and this has a really smart system that at a glance communicates to you do you need it is it useful? What does it do for you? Yeah. And it has all that information presented to you and you pick it up and it puts it on automatically. You just don't have to worry about that. And it's just like, you know, it is what World of Warcraft was to MMOs when it came out. It was somebody coming in and looking at a genre that had all these weird tropes and all these weird histories and said, why are we doing all this? Yeah. What if we did it this way? And everyone went, oh, yeah, I guess you could. Yeah. And that's kind of what this feels like at this point. I agree. It's got all kinds of, everyone says quality of life improvements. I would say that that's, that's true, but I think it goes deeper than that. I think the whole, the whole package at launch is more complete than any of these battle Royale games. They just don't have the feature set that it has at launch. The only thing missing maybe as compared to, cause it's got a little overwatch in it in, a, in that it's a character shooter. Uh, the rest of those games are kind of not that way. So that's one of the things that's new here. There aren't a ton of those yet. They're going to be adding more all the time. That's great. More maps are on the way. Other game types are on the way. But at launch, there's just more done and finished and polished and ready to play than any of these others have been or even in their current state. So yeah, It's impressive how little there is of it. Like yeah. eight heroes on a map. Yeah, no, like honestly, that, it's a and, map and eight and like heroes. 16 but, guns. Like not even that many guns. Mm -hmm. there's a, well, you, the maps are 80% Mozambiques and then the rest of the weapons. Yeah. No, you're Mozambique. right. You're, there's, a, you. there's a lot of Mozambiques out there. But it's, uh, I, I would agree. Chatroom saying uh, Blackout was feature complete. I agree. Um, it just didn't, it didn't, 
um, Black Ops is not a battle royale game. It's a feature of another game. Well, yeah, but I'm actually I don't have a problem with that because I actually think the battle royale will one day just be a mode for games like right. capture the flag or freaking deathmatch was back in the day or uh, team the team fortress mod I played on in Quake became its own game. Like I can see those those things starting. We're we're at one of those kind of moments right now with battle royale as a genre. I don't think it becomes the only thing you do. Um, I mean, I don't know. It hasn't played out yet, but, so who knows? But, but but it is like, like I I take your point that it is like a game mode and a shooter. But like that's all anybody wants is the battle royale experience. Like whether it was H one Z one or uh, Fortnite or whatever. Like they may offer other stuff in there, but. People just want a battle royale game and that to be the main course and dessert and everything, the A to Z of it. So, right. Like, I don't know. That's why I look, I look at it and it's like, like Call of Duty. And I'm like, well, I'm going to buy a whole game just to play part of the game. Like, I'm, you well, know, remember that I game, had, that, game had no, that game had no campaign. It has, uh, the, oh, it kinda, doesn't? no, no, that's the, what's one of the main points of it. It's just got their, their, you know, the, the multiplayer like they're for. How, how hard could it have been to it's add got a death match, <laughs> battle Royale and zombies. Yeah, that's it. And the zombie zombie mode is very popular. And so is their traditional mode. I actually think they kind of have the right idea. I'm just saying that their battle Royale mode, which is very popular. It's, it's up there. Um, didn't take enough risks. Didn't do enough new, didn't take it new enough places. And that's why, it, honestly, yeah. it could just be that they didn't engage the streamers. Yeah, maybe. Like, I, mean, I really feel like Apex is a product of the time we live in in gaming. Mm. Like, it could even be a worse game than we give it, but it's just because it's the happening party and it's a lot of fun. I mean, there's a lot of good things to it, but like, if it was a bad game and they all did this, it would just be transparent. But I just think our enjoyment of it has a lot to do with the public consciousness in, in gaming yeah. culture like, that could be i, I mean I, I it didn't really enter my zeitgeist i knew about it but scott you are literally the only person i saw streaming it not saying you're the only one who streamed it but in no. my world of people that i follow and engage with and all of that you're the only person i know who yeah i kind of got right on it early i learned who shroud was because i've never heard of shroud apparently that's crazy because he's been around for a while uh he, I'm watching this guy every day now because he's basically one of the best, if not the best. And the, like you guys know, the bunker—it's a long hallway. There's mm-hmm. nowhere to strafe. Yeah. So when three guys show up at the other end shooting you, you probably die, right? Yeah, you're gonna die. What happens if you run at them with a shotgun and try and kill all three of them while they're shooting at you? Uh, you, you probably die. Probably right? die, but not shroud. I watch that guy not die and run up to them and shoot all three of them with yeah. a shot. I'm, I'm like, what? It's incredible. It's like it's actually like watching somebody, you know, a busker juggling and being on a unicycle or something. Like, it's also just fascinating to watch people that are really good at it. So I think it's a confluence of the the showmanship around the game that is helping to also bring people to it. Well, no it's doubt, a, it no doubt about it. it. I like my my induction was nothing to do with streamers. I didn't see anybody i don't really follow <laughs> dr mustache uh and others i just not really my bag but i listen to a lot of podcasts i also pay huge attention to every ounce of gaming news that happens on any given day and the minute i heard that there were rumors that respawn was about to poop something out that was battle royale related i was like "Ooh, watching for this watching for this and got it as, as immediately as i could but i think you're right this isn't me disagreeing i think my old way of learning about it still works, still out there, and they still conquered that. 
But this new way, which is hundreds of thousands and millions of people following certain people who are masters of these games, and as soon as they touch a thing, everyone out goes out and gets it. I think that's what did it this time. And it's important to mention this, though. If that game sucked, this would be a big fiasco right now. The fact sure. that a bunch of players are like, yeah, I'm playing this game, and I don't know how much, you know, there's always these questions about influencers, how honest they can be or what they can or can't say, or, you know, there's a lot of controversy about that. But the fact that this is so good to back up all of that push is is the key. If this wasn't a good game, I don't care who's streaming it, I wouldn't play it. I just wouldn't play it. Or I would have burned out already or moved on to something else or it's too beta or whatever. But this is actually like really good. Out of the gate, like, ready to roll. Like shockingly good because I I mean, we're on the record. Everyone here has listened to one of our shows before. I I know I've said I hate Battle Royale games at some point. I, I don't want to play them. Like it's just gross, whatever. It's a fad. I'm playing one nonstop for some damn reason. It's the most hypocritical thing, but I'm like, well, I'm enjoying it, so nothing wrong with it. It's gaming. If you're having fun, you're having fun. Yeah, but and it's and it's, it's wild. Uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, honestly. Now, like, if I were me to be playing, it. if I were Blizzard, who we're going to talk about in a second, I would be annoyed. Yes, I noticed there's someone sneaking around in the chat who's actually from there, so he can pipe up if he wants. But. <laughs> Uh, I would be annoyed if I were Blizzard, um, not because of all this other stuff we're going to talk about, but but just just on some fundamental level, the way Blizzard builds video games is so meth- methodical. I keep using the word methodical, but they're so slow to get there, not in a bad way. It's always been good. It's this long, polishing, iterative, iterative uh, uh, approach to video games, and they don't release them unless they're done, and if they're not working out, even if they're well in development, they will cancel them outright, and then if they salvage it at all, whatever ends up happening is a huge hit and they always hit and it's always successful. When they put a new IP out into the world, it's a huge deal. But it's not the kind of process that's very fluid. It's not very pivoty. It doesn't move and sway with the winds of the industry. It's often them just knowing the best thing to do and going and doing it. And I think for a very long time that served them really well and in some ways still serves them and may still serve them in the future. But this particular boat got missed, not because they wouldn't want to take advantage of it, not that Blizzard couldn't make the best Battle Royale game of all time. It's entirely possible. But they, I don't think they have the fluidity to, to do that, nor would they want to because they don't want to just shove something out into market. I don't know how long these guys have been working on it over there at Respawn. Um, it makes it, the game's so well put together, it makes me think it's a very long time, but it may not be. They may have really just taken whatever they were working on with Titanfall 3 and said, well, let's integrate a bunch of this, take out the Titans because that's not going to work. Traversal stuff can't be quite as crazy, but we'll still make things climbable, blah, blah, blah. All right, cool. What other systems do we need? Uh, Like Bo says, they had, you know, people come in and give them feedback on what they wanted to see, some of the pro scene, like all of that. I don't know what that represents. Is that a year? Is that two years? Like, I don't know. Blizzard doesn't, hasn't done that kind of agility based programming or based development. And because they haven't, you know Fortnite comes out of nowhere and bites everybody in the ass including blizzard and then (laughs) to compound it they're having a rough time right now and along comes this thing again out of nowhere again from a rival publisher that they've in years past been able to keep kind of keep clamped down they haven't given ea much room to breathe and bam here's this thing out of nowhere that's 
just obliterating Overwatch's position in the top 10 on Twitch and other ways of sort of looking at this. So I don't know what any of that means. And if I'm just farting out of my butt here, but you're, you're right to, to identify the tension between agile and frequent releases versus let's really make a great game because the way that gaming really works right now, it's very fad based. It's very what's on Twitch. And then the people who watch Twitch tell the people who don't watch Twitch and, you know, whatever's in the zeitgeist, whatever's big, whoever Drake is playing with, you know, like that's <laughs> that's the game you should be playing. And that's like the way uh, the community tends to think. It's a bit of a popularity and fad contest. Yeah. So when you make games that are like, I'm not building a shitty sword, I'm building Excalibur. It's going to take many years. And, and you know, when it's new, it's going to be great. But we built this thing to be around forever. Uh, it's not going to be exciting once you've seen Excalibur like a thousand times, you know? Yeah, yeah. and it, it I, infiltrates the discussion in a way that's kind of natural. And, you know, I'm aware of it, and I've definitely done my part. I work with somebody who loves Fortnite. He talks about Fortnite all the time. He's the reason when you said, John, you don't actually like Fortnite. And I was like, I kind of do. It's because he convinced me to play a couple times. And right. I was like, yeah, I had a good time. Right. Uh I went in there. I was having a conversation with him. I said, you trying the new Apex Legends? He's like, "Ah, I played one game. I don't know. I don't know if it's for me. I think I'm going to just stick with Fortnite. And my reaction was essentially, all right, Grandpa, you sit there and floss while I'm going to go be a effing legend and walk out of the room. You know, it does become this sort of natural tribal discussion of like, Oh, you're not on the in thing. I guess you like being awful, you know, and it's it's obnoxious to look at it from that perspective, but it is kind of the way these things move now. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of people want to be on that cutting edge along with these games when they come out. I want to be a I want to be in while everybody's talking about it and having a good time. I don't want to be the guy that's just now going. You guys heard about this (laughs) Fortnite? (laughs) They don't want to be the guys doing a Heroes of the Storm podcast. No, yeah. yeah. Oh, too soon, too soon. Too soon, too soon. Too but, soon. but, but uh, again, and I think John makes a good point. I don't know. Like, th- and this isn't a, just a Blizzard problem. I would remind everybody, the entire industry took a hit from their dominance. That dominance has caused stock prices to drop for everybody else in the business, save a few. And when it comes to... um. You know, companies like EA, they were already suffering from what something a disruption like Fortnite does to their business. And they just happen to be the lucky ones that figure out a way to subvert it and bring in something new and have everybody kind of jump over. So Battle Royale in general is causing it's causing headaches for everybody, dude. Like straight across. But that being said, I don't think Blizzard should change its philosophy or adapt to this. That's just not their thing. Like, keep in mind, they're that for World of Warcraft. That game still, some you know, makes tons of money. People have put up a ton of MMOs. They can't touch that light. You know, they're the older brother saying, can't, can't touch it, can't touch it. I hold them up here. Yeah. And and so, to me, and, you know, I can armchair my opinions all day. It really doesn't matter that much. But it would be really great if being leaders in that particular genre, if they can make another of that untouchable thing. Because what other companies can't do is make a, really big complex evolved world that builds communities that last a long time and i think that's that's where it's you know that company's real strength lies so i don't know because we say we should be irritated but if you're going to make a little card game like hearthstone that is (laughs) going it is i mean i don't mean little as in it's not good i I mean little as in it's like it's it's very 
simplistic, I guess, just from what it is. You log in, you play some card game. You know, there are a hundred card games now on Steam. Everyone's made a card game. I mean, you get an illustrator, you get a guy who knows some mechanics. Boom, you've got a card game. You get a programmer. You know, like it's it, Slay the Spire is amazing. I play yeah. that way more than I play Hearthstone. I'm like, I wish this was in Hearthstone. You don't I'm even make Slay good the art. Spire. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, you don't. Like that's the, true. I wish I had it, the worst artist from Blizzard was working on Slay the Spire. <laughs> Because my gosh, dude! Like you know, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's just I think if you're just looking to to have some 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 diamond that's very shiny that others can't have, it's you know it's it's hard to do. What is it when you're first in the door, you might not get credit than the guy who stands on your shoulders, like when you're a pioneer. Yeah, that's true. So so in a way, Blizzard pioneers genres in terms of no, you can do a card game and make it look really amazing and sweet. Everyone's like, oh, you can sweet thanks blizzard yeah. anyways you know and or whatever overwatch oh you can make a team-based shooter that is super popular i thought tf2 was just a niche interest mm-hmm. and here we go now everyone's got every character in every game has a cube q ability <laughs> every shooter yeah. they all have everyone's gonna have a cue to like how hard it is to implement that kind of stuff i mean it takes work and time but it's not um it's not unattainable for a lot of people already developing games no blizzard sets Whereas, those trends like, there's no world question. of warcraft is unattainable what it is is unattainable, and that's where it can do things that no other company can do. Right. And I think we look at the other games through that lens a little bit. Sure. Like, they're a company that can do what other companies can't do. So so these games should be, they should not fail, or they should not experience lulls. But they do. And it's sad to see over, like, it's sad. It just that whole situation's not great. Well, we're going to talk about that situation. A- like, right, yeah. in, right Apex now. is fun. Let's talk about it. Apex is fun, but let's talk about this. All right, we're going to transition to a, uh, I guess, the talk of the week in our circles, in the kind of PC gamers we are. And that is the, um, how do I put this? The sudden demise of 800 jobs at Blizzard, the reasons why. Uh, not just Blizzard, Blizzard, uh, Activision Blizzard, so kind of spread across, although a lot of people I know personally were hit at Blizzard. And um, this is the biggest set of layoffs since their 2012 series of layoffs, which I think was 600 people. Circumstances there were a little bit different, and um, they the way they reshuffled things was a little bit different. But we're now at a different place with Blizzard. We have new management, new leadership, um, brand new $15 million CFO that was hired, uh, that a lot of people are pissed about, but I wanted to start with just the raw math. Okay, it's we're gonna have some emotions about this. Certainly, um, I suspect the instance this week will be the high point of the emotional um, uh, mixing of emotion and business. Uh, so we won't do as much of that here, but I think it's important to lay the groundwork and say this is what mathematically we're talking about, and then we can talk about why this feels so personal. Um, why it affects us as as creators and as those who are perhaps most affiliated with with what I would call community teams and and groups at Blizzard, and why it you know has been a real bummer week for me in particular with a couple of people I know. In fact, I'm just going to say it now. We need to give like a shout out, giant tribute to Lashes uh, Bethany, who was our contact at Blizzard for Heroes of the Storm stuff. I don't think I've ever met anybody as motivated as passionate as um excited worked as hard as bethany did for blizzard and it really 
burns my cheese that she's not there now. Um, I hope they take care of her with a good severance package. I hope they help her with, uh, you know, everything that it takes to, to move these people out and around. And I hope immediately somebody out there picks her up because, dude, she's worth her weight in gold. She's amazing. And I don't know that there's any dissent on this team about that. Bethany was like a, Not at all. She's like she's the face of Blizzard as far as I'm concerned in terms of my relationship with them. Yeah. Like, she is Blizzard to me. I'm like, what the hell are you guys doing over there? Like, yeah. She she should have been put know, someplace it, else because she's that good. She's And she's also one of the sweetest people I've ever met. Like, she's just the nicest yeah. human being and... Uh, just no she, as, as in terms of like i don't know how these things are evaluated internally and certainly we don't spend our time talking on the show about the community managers and giving them performance evaluations from various companies but as far as community managers go she's the best yeah, yeah. and i just i always, just always get a sense of genuine passion for all the people that she has a relationship with through the games and also a passion for the game and for the company and I don't know why you would want to let someone like that go. I don't either, except that she was just on the wrong team, I guess. You know, because some of the teams didn't get hit as hard. I know the WoW team did okay, which I'm really happy to hear about. Also, I know a lot of people on that team, um, but some of them were affected in certain ways. There's some esports people that were hit, PR people, marketing people. None of these were dev jobs that were lost. Um, and I know a lot of people listening to this tonight uh, or on the podcast have heard a lot of this already. You've already kind of caught up on what's been happening and reading the coverage and everything. So hopefully we're not being too repetitive for you folks, but let's break down the basics. They had their quarter four, quarter four earnings, their fourth quarter earnings. And immediately Bobby Kodak said, we had the best quarter we've ever had profit wise. And that's true. Their earnings per share uh, exceeded expectations by one cent. Um, that may sound like a lot, but for shareholders, that's a big deal to to match and then beat what you thought you were going to do. And their expectations were to be profitable. What was the expectation? the The expectation is yeah. that they would hit a buck twenty eight per share, and they hit a buck twenty nine. So that is exceeding expectations. Okay. Uh, you know, sometimes you can keep your expectations low. Were these lower good expectations? These are see the way it's, my understanding the way things work in this level of public company management you have what's called guidance. And the guidance is you saying, hey, next quarter, we think we're going to do this. Apple does it. Everybody does it. They say, we're going to do this. And this is why we think we're going to do that. And we're announcing these products and these products. And we also expect this sector to grow. We expect this one to, to, to have a loss or to shrink, but we're going to make up for that with this, blah, blah, blah. So based on that guidance, quote unquote, you end up in the end with whatever the predictions are. And the predictions are what the investors base their decision to buy or sell shares on. So if somebody says, hey, we expect to have a great quarter and they've been consistent when they've said they were going to do that, then you as an investor would feel comfortable investing more money in them because they have paid off before they should pay off again. Um, in this particular case, they met their expectations and then exceeded it a little bit with revenue of $2.84 billion dollars. But that still missed their overall total expectation they were aiming for, which is $3.04 billion. That may sound confusing, but they were aiming for $3 billion. They got $2.84, whatever. Oh, it's going to uh, fire some people. Right. I see. Now, this, I is the, this is the part where I think we have to be level-headed about it because um, it's impossible for me to separate my personal feelings from it because I've known Blizzard and the people behind Blizzard and stuff for way too long. Like, a huge portion of my life has been... In the, in the beginning, just an absolute slavish fan to their work up till today where I create multiple things for it. And, and, and light, uh, you could argue my 
entire podcasting career uh, is is due to my slavish love for Blizzard and their rad stuff. So it's impossible for me to like separate that. I can't do it. However, I will say this. Guidance for the future is bad. They have no game coming out this year. So 2019, they've said this on the thing, on the call, and they've and clarified it since. No new games to launch. Uh, they've got stuff they're all working on, but nothing in 2019. So what does that tell investors? Uh-oh, that's, that's bad. That means we're not going to be making money the way that we were. So even though we hit those expectations and even exceeded them by a cent in terms of per share, the next time around, you're not going to do that. And they know that because... Activision and Blizzard have to say that. They have to do it. It's the legal thing they have to do. They have to say, yeah, we, we've seen drops in all of these revenues. This game's not doing it anymore. This game's not doing it anymore. I, they get, sometimes they get more granular than other times, but a lot of times it's just straight up. We're not, you know, not going to meet expectations or we're going to be year over year this much lower. And they can blame that on Fortnite. They can blame it on market conditions or, or don't have to blame it on anything. They just know what their future is going to be, again, in that guidance stuff. And because that guidance is so low, the thinking is, again, not sure if I would have done it this way. I prefer the Nintendo way when uh, the CEO and the creative officer both took like 50% pay cuts to get through Mm -hmm. a rough period. I kind of wish they would do that. But they did what 99%... they lead responsibly? Well, (laughs) yes, but it's 99% of companies do. That's not saying that justifies it. I'm just saying... They're, they're in the norm here. And they said, well, the way we'll do it is we cut down on the bodies in places where we're not using them, don't need them as much, or whatever the reason for the emphasis is, and we're going to refocus, and they're actually going to make hires in other areas where they do expect to make additional revenue. So that's the math of it. The emotion of it is very different. <laughs> because, yeah. but it's, so, isn't it, oh, here, let me ask you this, Bo, because clearly you... some stuff out? Because some people got some pretty hefty bonuses right i oh, guess you yeah. mentioned that with the iwata thing but well yeah like like i mean the, that's the, that's the narrative going on right now in the press anyways which is like yeah but you have the money <laughs> and you can weather a year oh they could have totally done yeah no no question about that <laughs> like, they could have totally like just, done that and they just spent 15 million dollars to sign that freaking cfo you could yeah, that you can, money alone would have paid for all these people's t- paychecks and then some it, isn't there a Charlie somewhere in the building that you could just promote to that position and save yourself fifteen million? Who's like really just pretty close to being a CFO? Like, yeah, did it have pretty to be close that to guy? Being a CFO? Well, they have people. They have a financial department filled with people who are working there. As someone could rise up within the ranks. Good news, everybody! Old Charlie is an official CFO. From what I've heard about, oh, from what I've heard later this week. From, anyways, so, I don't know what I'm talking about, so it's all out of my butt. But there are people who, you know, that you can hire hire or train from within and save yourself $15 million. I don't disagree. However, um, it, it's an, almost like a separate conversation. And I'm not saying it's not a valid one. It is one. But it would almost be but a whole other show. Statement. They lead responsibly. Oh, no, no, no. It's, no, see, this is... That's lead- this is where you and I agree. This is where you and I totally agree because there is a separate conversation about how businesses run at those levels and is it shitty? And I think it is shitty. They're doing this in a shitty way. And, and here's where my, this is where my biggest loss from all of this comes from. It isn't so much that it's out of the norm because it isn't. 
It isn't because this isn't how business is done all the time, because it is. What my problem lies in is this is Blizzard, where every voice matters. Gameplay first. Their whole list of stuff that they always, you know, everyone always repeats. Uh, that stuff's not being adhered to in this particular case. And I mean, and it's all in the public eye, which has got to be handled. In the, they're getting rid of their PR team. Right. No, exactly. <laughs> like, and have a PR. They're like, we made a PR fiasco. Where's the PR people? Well, they have PR people still. But it, the, the, the bigger point I wanted to make is this is a this is an emotional severance package for us as players. And yes. it's not in a good way. This is them. This is them taking 27 years of goodwill, whether. Whether that was overblown by us or artificially amplified or we had rose-colored glasses on, whatever. Whatever you want to say, we held them here. This week, and I would say the last couple of months, have brought them here. It's brought them low. And there's and I don't know how you repair that uh, other you than don't. time I, and improving I mean, it. I mean, it's hard to get in here and, and talk about it now. And I, I think that's why you wanted to focus so much on numbers. <clears throat> but so I think for me, just to say my piece, because I, I honestly, I'm still maybe a little too close to it to, to speak on the matter, super unbiased and, and neutral. Um, but at the end of the day, you have people who were dedicated, hard workers, some of the best workers I've ever seen do any job. You know, uh, we we mentioned Bethany earlier. I wish I was as dedicated to anything as I as she was to her job. Yeah. And you you can say all the numbers in the world, and you can say, well, here's what we're giving people, you know, <clears throat> as severance, and here's what we're giving people uh, to try and make it right and to try and help them transition into the next career that they pursue. But at the end of the day, for a lot of these people, this was their dream. This was them hitting the thing that they have always wanted to do. And I think even, you know, I, I won't speak for either of you, but there was a time where I was like, oh, my gosh, what if one day I worked for a company like Blizzard? Yeah. And I recognize these as the words of a naive man that thinks that there's some magical land where business doesn't work the way business works. But it was still like a dream and an idea and this like, oh, we could do something cool and we could do something creative and it would be a place where uh, imagination and creativity and individuality was, uh, you know, celebrated rather than stomped down. How amazing would this be? And they just took a dump on all those dreams. So it doesn't really matter how great the severance package is or how, uh, how you swing the numbers to justify it. It's people who lost their job, who in many cases lost out on things they dreamed of and wanted to do and wanted to pursue their whole life. And now not only have to go looking for new work, but also have to reconcile the fact that that thing that was so magical and so great that they attained turned their back on them. Yeah. And that sucks. I agree. I can't I can't uh, disagree with that. Because that's my uh, that's my chief problem in all of this. Like, there's there's uh, I understand how this stuff works. I don't like hyperbole, but I don't think it's hyperbole to say I feel like they broke the contract. But not just with their people, with us. And if it was just our perception, well, then they made a lot of money on our perception for many many years by not by not 
giving us an accurate perception. You know what I'm saying? Like if it was if it was always like this and they were just lucky enough to never not have a hit and lead the entire time, but they were always ready to drop the axe in such a way, well then maybe we should have been <laughs> let in on that. Otherwise, we've been led to believe just watch an intro to a BlizzCon. I mean, it makes it sound like we're all naive. We're not. We're we're normal people who have perception and we know what's what. I just I just really hoped in this case it would be handled differently. I don't know how much of that to lay at the feet of Bobby Kotick and freaking Activision and and whatever parent company role they took here and and not lay at the feet of actual Blizzard leadership. I don't know. I don't know. That's part of the problem is I don't actually know really who to blame. But I, I do feel like that them saying, well, we had the best year ever, but we didn't, we didn't have as much as we didn't do as well as we could have. Here's 800 people getting hacked. That's a little like saying we made a lot of money. We didn't make all the money. So here's 800 people goodbye. Like it's, I don't want to oversimplify it, but that's how it feels. As a yeah, that's the, lifelong fan that's of the, Blizzard, that's the story we're seeing from what is being reported to us. I mean, it really feels like to me a little bit that it's not a coincidental that Mike Morheim triggered all the series of events. I don't know if he triggered it, but I think it, maybe he got it, out. <laughs> there's a series of events happened right after Mike leaving, uh, which resulted in you know possibly a faction waiting for the old guy to go so we can move in and make the changes we want to make now there's a new political faction within the company and now they're setting things in the direction they want and that includes the stuff you're seeing right now yeah and it's it's aggressive for a company known with reputation to sort of be countered because i think the point you want to make is big corporations have these layoffs all the time and it sucks when you're the one cut but also it's a it's a regular thing even if it doesn't make the news I've been on the other side of, of the coin, not the firing person, but the one, you know, given those talks and having those conversations behind closed doors might not be the last one. The, there's a cleaning up of house going on. It's pretty clear from the outside looking in mm-hmm. that, and it might be a good direction. It you might know, in at the, the end, end of the sure. day, uh, Diablo four might just change the world and we might love it or whoever, who knows what else is coming down the pipeline. Yeah, but um, I just know we won't get it this year for sure. But it just still sucks, and I think part of it is we know that Heroes was hard by the cut of the HGC. Now that we have personal ties to people who've worked on that team, feels like they're getting kicked in the nuts again, and it's people we know and care about and wish the opposite of. Mm. But um, yeah, it just feels like that's the time to do it. You change leadership. That's when you make the make the. When you become the leader, the new leader, and you're you're taking power from someone else, that's the time to make all to kick as many people in the nuts as you can, because they'll understand that to be part of the sea change. Right. And then you can't do it twelve months later, twenty four months later, that kind of thing, because that breaks morale. You got to right tear away. the bandaid off. I get it, but I, I some yeah. of the chat room are saying they don't owe you anything. This is business. You're naive to think that that there was a contract or whatever. I'm not saying that. Everyone's missing my point if that's what you think. What I'm saying is, I thought I thought it was clear. I totally get all that. You're right. It's not. I'm saying that it still feels like a betrayal. Whether it is or isn't, it still feels like one. Sure. And yeah, feeling I is agree. everything. Perception's everything, and players' perception is everything. So I mean, the ultimate irony here is that we're, you know, Blizzard, everyone's talking about Blizzard now, and there a lot of people are down and jumping on that. At the same time, we're playing Apex. Yeah. EA with EA, the most downvoted companies post on Reddit. EA who has 
pay to win loot boxes. EA who ruined Bioware. EA who's like just sucks because they suck and everyone there sucks and they all want to make money. Screw EA. And you know what I mean? Now it's like Apex is the best game ever. What's yeah, EA? They, thanks, EA. That's sweet. <laughs> thanks for Origin. This like, is good. <laughs> like, you know, hopefully a lot of the people who got terminated, this is a tough time for them but they will find i mean gamers are gamers and if anything i love blizzard games but i play games from other companies and they all do too so you yeah. know would uh, so something shuts a window you open a door that kind of right thing like uh so i think you know well, one guy one guy farts the other guy burps that's how you know you exactly just, so that's just how it works mm-hmm. that's uh, I'm I'm still hopeful that we have some good stuff. To me, the big thing for Blizzard is I just really wanted them to get back to. I think a lot of people felt like the community aspect is missing, and that the and that we're experiencing termination of people who do work in that area yeah. to focus on game development. And yeah. if that's the future for Activision Blizzard and their games, then that fan base because a lot of the people who I I know who are fans of Blizzard games value each other and mm-hmm. their friendships and their communities and they don't play the latest games and try to be the coolest they're like how are you doing you're getting along okay everyone's super nice the frog pants community made up of a lot of members who play Blizzard games mm-hmm. have shown me undue courtesy and respect and caring towards me to the point of like shame where I'm like <laughs> I'm not that great of a person you guys are really <laughs> humbling me and you don't, you know, if I was going to hang out with an Apex crew, they'd be like, oh, you suck or what? You know, like, it's just they have a community of people that are genuine and caring. Yeah. And so they, they if, if they're going to make that switch to just make dick games like other companies, then then they're going to lose that. Or at the very least, I mean, if they have them, they have a moment like they're having, you have to expect the 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 separation of of the the emotional impact is going to be greater than it is if we find out. EA canceled the Star Wars game they were working on. Like that came and went, people went meh on the internet and then that was it. No one talked about it again. When this happens, something like this happens with Blizzard, it f- is ripples across the community because they are, this is a kinder kinder gentler community. I know there's a lot of a-holes in it. I'm not talking blanket here. There's always outliers, but for the most part, I think Bo's right. And it, and when you when you pull that out, you pull that rug out, it's just like holy shit, what? Not you, et tu, Brute. It's like freaking, um, you know, growing up on Bill Cosby records and then finding out about all the raping he does, you know? It's like, <laughs> like you're the best, you're the, the funniest guy I ever heard. And then the whole time, raping, you know? It's hard to, I'm yeah. not saying, it's not a comparison that's fair. I think, I think we went too far. Maybe. <laughs> but my point, my point stands, which is you've, t- you've taken a heroic figure, in this case, a, a company, and you've tarnished it. You just, tar- you just straight up tarnished it. Whether it was Blizzard, whether yeah. it was Activision, whether it was Inevitable, whether it's shareholders, whatever it is, the tarnish exists and you just can't ignore it and go, well, this is how business is done. Don't like it. Move on. Okay. All right. We could be about that way about anything. Oh, this burger's weird. Well, that's the way it is. Sometimes burger's that's weird. Just, just food. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help it. The yeah, there's nothing more useful head. than the person who just stands on the corner and points out how things work. Yeah. Like, oh, like when you just go, oh, it's cold outside, and they go, yeah, maybe you should put on a jacket. Yeah, you know what? Uh... Okay, thanks. <laughs> you are the most helpful person in the world. Right. Nobody likes that. Nobody wants it. All right. Well, anyways, I hope for good things for them in the future. It sucks for everyone who was affected, but I still have faith. 
I have faith that things will write themselves, hopefully. This is what Activision's operating chief said. Our restructuring plan sheds investment in less productive non-strategic areas of our business and will result in a net headcount reduction of approximately 8%, which is about 800 people, uh, while also driving significant increase in investment focus and capabilities around our biggest franchises. Then uh, said, claimed that they would increase investment uh, increase the number of developers working on games by 20% this year while focusing on live services, esports, and successful franchises. And they use these names Candy Crush, Call of Duty, Overwatch, Warcraft, Diablo, and Hearthstone. Note they did not put Heroes of the Storm in that list. Those <laughs> bastards. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, they are going to invest in new hires uh, for existing and new products. And also, they. They talked. To, hey, John. They talked a lot about how mobile is hot and coming big time for them, and so you're excited really? about that. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, and uh, so look forward to that. It's almost like, <laughs> like with this show, I will go where the interesting games are. <laughs> look, I said I wasn't going to play be that into a battle royale game, and now I am. Yeah, look at you now. I haven't hey, found the right game for you, John. Prove me wrong, mobile. Mm-hmm. I welcome it. If there's a mobile game out there just waiting to exist that I'm going to fall in love with and go, guys, mobile gaming, turns out, is where it's at, I welcome it. Come forward. I love new gameplay experiences. I would love to play a good game. The problem is it doesn't exist on mobile yet. <laughs> I don't think any of you can do it. Yeah. So prove me wrong. I've heard how much you hate Fortnite, but look at the turnaround there. Hmm. And by the way, if anybody is about to say, we'll just wait for Diablo Immortal, I've played it. I'll keep waiting. Thank you. Oh, that's pretty hardcore, but I'm going to play it because I liked it. It was all right. I don't, yeah, it's not what I want. Generic, and it reminded me of a game I liked on PC. Yeah, better too. No, not better. No, you like it reminded- better on PC is what I'm saying. You'd rather Oh, play- yeah. yeah. It reminded me of a better game on PC. Yeah, yeah. That's yes, what I'm saying exactly. as well. I agree with you. Not You and I completely agree on the issue at the core of all this. The only difference between you and I is I am going to play it and you're not. But other than that, we actually feel the same about it, I think. Yeah. The, the but- only thing I was like, man, they could really put a new coat of paint on Diablo 3. Because there is some stuff in that game where I'm like, oh, that model looks better. Oh, yeah, no, they newer stuff, like newer sets and things. You're like, oh, all right, look at that. And then you look yeah. at something from like freaking 2016 or 15. You're like, oh, uh, we made this out of three polygons. Yeah. And we had two polygons left. <laughs> you think 2012 okay. was the freaking okay, thanks. Good ancient, job. the ancient days of 2012, I guess. But anyway, all right, there's that. Um, quick note, though, if you're playing Heroes, by the way, we're going to play Heroes later because our good friends Kristen and Kyle are going to play with us. And that's our five-person game of choice. So we're going to play Heroes of the Storm today. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Live with it. Anyway, there's, and there's some changes. Uh, there's the Army Dudes event. Okay? So you got Deckard Payne with his cool gun thing. Mm-hmm. Abba, uh, Abathur and a- wait, Abba and Abathur talent changes. It's not the <laughs> no, same no, person. The ar- the, no, yeah. no. The, the, so I, I itemized these real quick. There's the Armor Dude, Army Dudes event. That's yeah. all I wrote about Army Dudes. Yeah. The what next a, line yeah. item is the next thing, completely separate. Yeah, right, but, but you started listing Deckard Payne. You put Abba. You said Deckard Payne, and then you started reading from the list where I didn't list the heroes in the event. Oh, no, 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 I know that, but you've written Abba and Abathur talent changes. That's the same person. Oh, yeah, Anna, Anna. 
It's a typo, dude. Jeez, oh, no, that's fine. I was just like, wait, who does he mean? Who's Abba? I, Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I, Sorry. I don't understand. You used letters you didn't intend to use. <laughs> I'm completely thrown by this. I don't understand. Please who explain. There's also a message from uh, K.O. Miller saying all items will be purchasable with gems individually. That was good news. Okay, that wasn't a typo. You just said it wrong. What did I say wrong? Purchase you called him K.O. Miller. Oh, whoops. What did I? Oh, Milker. Sorry, Milker. He's trying to rush through this, John. Did I say no, Miller? Sorry. I said Miller? That is Milker. Yeah, yeah. Milker. K.O. Milker. Like the guy who <laughs> taught Solid Snake how to survive in the wilderness. Right, that guy. And, like Dr. Milker? <laughs> I got another name for Dr. Mustache. Dr. Yeah. Mustache, Dr. Milker, Dr. Gizmo. Anyway. Dr. Gimmicks. Or gimmicks, not Gizmo. A uh, few devs have been posting that there are insane amounts of content to come. Uh, we don't know if that's smoke or not, but that was a Reddit post, and that seemed... That's cool. Well, I'm, you know, I don't know what that means. We just, you know, someone means. posted a thing, and one of the developers is like, we have insane amounts of content coming. I'm like... You realize what that means, right? Like it's gonna, my head's gonna explode when I see this. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, it's gonna be. I'm huge. hoping it's, you know, I want a reason to to for heroes to be exciting again. So. I'll make a prediction, Bo. Your head will probably not explode. Yeah. Damn it. It's gonna Regardless stay right on your head. Content, it's not gonna pop. But wow, well, you're just a you're a shiny <laughs> ray of optimism today, John. A shiny ray of optimism. Hey, how about we have one more of those? <laughs> Real quick, we're just going to kind of round up the other stuff we're spending our gaming time on this week because there's always something. It isn't always just one thing or another, unless you're Bo. That's pretty much all he did. But I have been doing a bunch of WoW dailies. I don't know why. I just kind of went on a wild tear the other day and started doing all of them every day. So, like, every world quest, I'm doing them. Scott. I, I don't know. Don't ask me. I just get and in and go, hey, there, t- 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 Tortillas got a bunch of quests for me. Let's go do those for her. <laughs> tortillas? <laughs> what we call Tortolas? No, it's, uh, what's her name? Uh, Talanji, her. Oh, Talanji. So I'll go do her thing, get a little bag of goodies. She gave me a brand new awesome 360 bow today. That was a nice little moment. And uh, I just got in the mood. I don't know why. Are I got you in listening the mood. to podcasts while you do this? Are you watching Netflix? No, I'm just... You're 100% focused on the dailies, and you're um, like, I'm going to do all of them. You know, that's Did not exactly them? true. I listened to t- I listened to three. Uh, while I was doing it the other night, I was listening to three in a row um, comedy concert things on Netflix from um, Dave Chappelle. So I guess I okay. am doing uh, some other things while I, while I tool around in there. Well, why was the perfect game for that? It, it really is. It's great, and I love it, and I'm having a great time in there. So there's that. I also have been dabbling in uh, Diablo Season 16. I did kind of a weird thing, though. I started a, a seasonal character. Bo got me all excited about his monk, and I thought, ooh, let's, let's go back there and do monks. And then I got to about level 30, and I went, but how's my wizard doing? And I just wanted to go just check <laughs> on him. And you keep going to play non-seasonal. I know. I don't know why I do this, but I did, and now I've been cranking up the ranks with him and He's just great. And also, sometimes I think I just need to accept the fact that Diablo 3 is the wizard game for me. Like, it's just the only character I like. To, it's like you with the monk. Yeah. It's all you like to yeah, play. It's, it's the monk simulator. So for me, it's the wizard simulator. And I just want to play him all day and have him go, uh, what's the snotty thing he says? Um, yes, you barely know what hit you or whatever he says. He says a bunch of snotty crap. And it's just him. It's who I like. It's who I play. So I've been doing a bunch of that. 
And then I played the Division 2 closed beta, which I don't even know if we're allowed to say anything about because it was closed. I don't know how that's supposed to work. Okay, let me ask you about a question that's generic and would apply to the Division 1 as well as 2, so you're technically allowed to talk about it. All right, go ahead. I'll tell you my big problem with the Division. Yeah. Because everything seems okay about it. Yeah. Except for the fact that it's based on real life, so all you ever fight is dudes. And that seems like the worst thing. Um, so I think that's still kind of a problem early on, not a problem, but that's, you know, you're dealing with bosses that are like, ah, I run this whole city now. See, come take me on. See? And then he's got, you know, the only thing that makes him cool is he's got extra layers of armor. You got to bust through or whatever. <laughs> I put a mattress <laughs> on my chest. <laughs> yeah. Kind of stuff like that. So there is some of that. Um, but in the end game, they're not supernatural creatures necessarily, but there is a lot more cool ideas going on. I can say this, the, they're on drugs. <laughs> the division two beta felt really good to me. And it felt like the, uh, the, it felt like a, a really nice iterative sort of final destination for where they've been working on division one. Like all the best ideas have moved forward. They have some new stuff to do. Uh, felt good just to hop in and play. I liked it quite a bit um it, it's it i prefer that over destiny and i'll just say i know that's controversial but they're kind of the same kind of games go in with your mm-hmm. friends or solo fight a bunch of stuff do the equivalent of strikes uh big raids uh level your dude up and max out and then do end game like all that stuff's kind of in there i just like cover mechanics and i like realistic gunplay a little more than the destiny thing for some reason in this particular comparison so i i quite like it um and I would pr- I'll probably check it out once it hits. When is that? March, sometime in March, I think. So we'll we'll see. So when you're done with Anthem, oh yeah, Anthem's the other thing coming. I still am on the fence with Anthem. I don't know what to think about Anthem yet. Well, we oh. might talk about that in like just a second. All right. Well, let's yeah, talk. Somebody here's played it. Is it Friday? It's coming out. Yeah. yeah. Well. Yes and no. I don't want to talk about the release of Anthem because boy, is that I grid that you have to research into but yes i will be playing it at the end of the week so did you see so then then you have seen the strange spreadsheet like uh, <laughs> yes, gr- uh venn diagram of how to play anthem then you had that. to do homework to figure out how to buy this game <laughs> uh well i mean i'm kind of waiting for you to be honest i want to hear what john thinks of it because i trust his opinion on these kinds of things and all right well let's let's talk about anthem real quick because that is on my list of things um i really like it uh i think it has a burden which is the bioware name and i think that brings a lot of preconceptions and a lot of hope for what that game might be and i don't know that the game's going to live up to that Mm. we'll see i hope um, I hope it does. I got a hint in a I'm assuming I'm assuming I'm allowed to talk about a closed beta that I played in a long time ago. There was a little more story in that, and that seemed interesting. There was not a lot in these public betas that they did or VIP uh, sessions, but the gameplay is really fun. Flying around is fun. Shooting is fun. Um it has that loot grind for me where it was just, I would go, I would do a mission. It'd throw a bunch of loot at me at the end of the mission. And I go, Oh, I got to get in the game now and try what that does. Mm -hmm. That seems cool. I want to go see how that works. And I'd race back in and do another thing again, just to see what this new ability I got was. So it had that Diablo esque loot vibe where it was just like, Oh, I'm more powerful at this. Now I got to try this. That stuff was really working for me. 
and I'm really into that stuff. Private, so private loot? Do you get private loot or is it shared? What do you, what, how's that uh, It's private loot. In okay. fact, you actually don't pick up any, well, you pick it up in the mission, but you don't know what it is until the mission completes. Oh. And then you get almost a loot box-esque. It's not a loot box, but like that same sort of thing where it like comes down at the end of the mission and is like, this is what you got. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just really hitting that itch for me. It's kind of hitting a Diablo itch. Um, the gameplay is fun. You get to feel like Iron Man. That's pretty cool. Uh, I found a class that I really, really like. And it just, it, it plays the right way for me to be excited and into it. Um, I think the multiplayer in it will be really good. I haven't played with anybody yet. I've played with other people, but they were always randos. Yeah. And I think if you get in with people talking with people coordinating i think there might really be something to that game i totally get why people may have been turned off by the betas that they showed or concerned about bioware at this state especially after the last mass effect game that i want to pretend doesn't exist but you know i'm hopeful that this this will kind of do it do you feel like um uh how's hmm, that's interesting because i I need these games to be soloable as well as play them with friends. Yeah. Because I'd play them with you guys and I would I would like that. But I also like it where I can just kind of hop in. Like, wow, like Diablo, I don't always want to be doing it with somebody. So do you think the game is going to service me at all? Or is it going to be like Destiny where I felt like I missed out on 80% of the game because I didn't want to hang out with people? Also. I'll say this. I have a tendency to get the anxiety when I have to play with randos. Like it's part of what kept me out of hero league for a long time in heroes. Um, I actually will typically only play apex if I'm playing with at least a friend. Um, I still have some of the, like, I don't want to get in with two randos anxiety there. Mm -hmm. It's something that I definitely experience in games. And I ran the strike with strangers in that four or five times during the, the beta it didn't bother me and that felt all right yeah it felt fine i was just happy to be in there you feel independent enough that you can do what you need and if people show up and help you out that's great too okay interesting um and i see you were tempted by that civ expansion where it's just constant destruction and like volcanoes and shit yeah Um, i love civilization i do too i'm always tempted by the expansion big civ fan me too but i'm worried about this one because everything i read is that it's expensive and doesn't do much to the game yeah Uh, it's like 40 bucks or something like that so it might be a wait until it's on a sale for for me especially with how much stuff is coming out at the end of this week this week is crazy yeah yeah Uh, so what's the other one this week i kind of want to get is that uh i want to see the post-apocalyptic far cry even though, you know, yeah. I didn't play five and didn't really care for what I heard about five. But this is post nuke awful time. And I love that. <laughs> so, yeah, they're kind of dipping their toe into your wheelhouse. Yeah, that's they're putting their toe in your cheese, Scott. Yeah, it's just so just pull on your pork. Sti- yeah, they're pulling <laughs> my pork. Uh, Bo, what are you doing other than wait? The- Oh. I am not going to let you skip the one thing I want to talk oh, about, geez. Scott. All right, Resident Evil 2, freaking just get it out of the way. What? What's This was not going to happen. Ugh. I can't do it. I can't do another one of those. Yeah, you can. I can. This was buy, really buy it for him, good. John. Buy it for him. <laughs> I might. 
That's the only way I do it. That's the rule. I play these on that stream if people buy these games, and that's the only someone way. Someone buy it. Someone buy it for him. And someone needs to buy playing. Scott Resident Evil Two. It's really good. Uh, I have beaten this game three times now, and I'm working on my fourth. Time. Oh my! What? How are you doing? But yeah. wait. So you've got the two runs you can do. Uh, the the guy and the chicky poo, right? Right. What else is there after that? So when you beat the game as uh, Leon, it's called the Leon A run. You unlock a Claire B run. And when you beat the game as a Claire A run, you unlock a Leon B run. So I played Leon A, Claire B, Claire A, and now I'm working on Leon B. And what's the difference? Just harder or what? Um, It's actually not that big of a difference in the remake. Uh, It's more of an abridged slightly altered uh as far as where you go in and some basic layout stuff early on in the game mm-hmm. um it's a little bit harder in some ways you're a little more resource starved early on in the game yeah. but uh you know generally speaking the b's are all going to be the same the a's are you know very similar claire and leon have some key story differences between them um that's where the biggest difference lies they go to different rooms they meet different people they encounter different bosses, uh, but it's not that long of a game, so you can actually beat it in you know a, a pretty short order. And it is one of the most fun games I have played in recent history. Well, I beat I beat the first iteration of this game back in the day when it was new and on PlayStation One. Do, am I going to have the same? I mean, I know it's all different stuff remastered, but it's still the same. I mean, am I just playing the same game again? Or no, no, they have they have changed it significantly. It, it it reminds you it does a very good job of calling back to that original stuff where you go, oh, man, I remember this police stations and Leon and all of that. But it it feels like a totally different game at times. And it plays like Resident Evil four, okay. uh, I do like which four. is big fan of four, which is really, really nice. And, you know, I will admit that I'm a bit biased. Resident Evil two is the game that got me to buy a PlayStation. Oh, wow. Uh, back in the day, I used to borrow a friend's and he wouldn't give us a memory card. So every time I played it, it was an attempt to beat the game without saving yeah. in one sitting. And I used to just try for it nonstop. So I adore this game. I was already the biggest Resident Evil 2 fan on the planet. Um, and this game is a loving homage to it. It's incredibly fun. And they're getting DLC on Friday. I'm, so I'm concerned uh, that the mis- that mis- that Mr. X thing is just going to give me the shits. Like, why do it I want- might? I, does it's he stress you out? He, it's not that scary. But I thought he just non. From what I understand, he just nonstop chases you around, and he's always on the verge of chasing you again. Like, is no, the so once you get him in the game, he doesn't. He's not there the whole time. You have a little bit of time before he shows up. Spoilers. He shows up, and he will chase you until you lose him. And then he begins a patrol looking for you. Freaking F that, dude. If he sees you, he comes after you again. But he doesn't just know where you are and follow you. He just walks down common corridors looking for you. Was was that in the original two? Or was that in three? So that's one of the big differences. In the original, Mr. X wasn't a villain until you played the B story. He was the big boss of the B story. Yeah. That mechanic didn't work that way in the original. In the original, he would just show up in certain rooms. Okay. But he di- he would follow you from room to room. He is what inspired the nemesis for three. I so, hate him. I hate him. I don't even. Oh. You, you should play it. 
All right. I will see. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I'm not com- get, committing to anything yet. You should play it and you should stream it because, Scott, you were probably put on this earth to stream horror games. <laughs> don't you mean scream horror games? Yes, I did. Great. I mean that. Um, people listening are like, what? Does he scream a lot? And I know some people have heard me do it, but here, I'll give you a taste. I have an old, I have a file. Brace yourselves. Yeah, hold on to your stuff. Here we go. Brace yourselves. I don't know if this is me or not. Um, no, that's not me. Hold on. <laughs> no, that's not me either. Where is me? Oh. Somebody was. No. Yep. I, I, what they the heck? It. I lost all my. Oh, here it is. <laughs> okay, that's one. That's one example. Oh, this one's Bo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hold on. <laughs> there you go. That's what you get when I play a scary game. That's awful. No one wants that. Everyone it's, wants that. It's so shrill. <laughs> I can't help it, man. It's just in me. All right. Well, uh, we'll see how that goes. And so, Bo. Uh, yes. What's your uh, apex and what? Did you does Diablo tra- uh, climb over? You're done? No more season 16? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I just want to play Apex right now. So <laughs> Diablo was just like, uh, I want to. I just wanted to play Diablo, and I'm yeah. at a grind point now where it's farming to push greater rifts. Yeah. And Apex says uh, no farming. No. It's just funning. Farming for so kills and farming. I, for... I'm not a big. I don't. I'm not a big fan of farming. Playing game just to farm. You know, if I wanted to farm, I'd. Yeah. Have a ranch. You'd rather. <laughs> you'd rather <laughs> like farm so... for uh, blue or uh, brown armor. No brown brown ammo. We called it the other day. Some brown brown ammo. Brown ammo? Yeah. yeah. Brown ammo. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I like to you know just. Even that's irritating. That they improved on it because it was way worse than the other battle royales. But oh yeah, no, the color coding's pretty good. There's still still some I things. I still kind of hate doing it. Like you yeah. said, they should just let you drop with a gun. You know, like I mean, come on. Give me a pea shooter, pistol, something. Drop me in. Then I've got the most basic of basics. It's not great, but it's not. It's you know, in the right hands, you can you win a couple of early fights, and then let me go get other guns. But if you're gonna drop us all down at once, the punching only thing. To, I'm I'm just not. It's important. It's almost like a roguelike in that way, though. Just that it's randomly assigned, so yeah. this run is what you find. I mean, I appreciate it for what it is, I think. Sure. So, well, at the end of the day, I'm okay with it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I've just been playing Apex, and that's all. I mean, yeah, that's all I anticipate playing for the next little bit. Well, tonight. So I get back to The Witcher 3. That game is so big. Oh, yeah. you. I was going to say, yeah. where'd you end up I'm in there? On I'm on uh, Skellige right now. Yeah. All right. It's good, but um, yeah, like I have a, a lot of responsibility games that I could be playing, but I'm just playing Apex. So yeah, I understand where you're at. All right, well here's one. Oh, final. but I wanted oh. to ask you one thing. Yeah, go ahead. I don't know if this is a PC game. Yeah, but that battle royale. Tetris. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, what the hell yeah. is that? I got it right here. So today, Nintendo did a Nintendo Direct, one of their videos where they announced their stuff. They announced a bunch of things. Uh, Mario Maker Two coming to the Switch, which is very exciting. Will probably um, get me to buy a Switch. Probably, it's an amazing game. Uh, that first one was incredible. It's the only reason to even own a freaking um, Wii U. But it was the only game I owned for my Wii U. <laughs> I thought, the Mario game they came out with, Super Mario World Land, or whatever the hell, that was really good, like super good. But um, yeah, it's a it's a really good game. Uh, they announced a new um, oh shoot, what's the name of the turn based fantasy thing they made? Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem game, like a proper one, not that mobile thing that. Let's not talk about mobile. Uh, and mobile game makes Nintendo a lot of money, by the way. I, I like the 3DS game. Yeah. 
That's a good game. That's almost mobile. Well, that's what you're going to get here is more like that game, uh, a proper version of one of those. And then they didn't they didn't talk about the new um, Animal Crossing, which really bums me out. But one of the weird uh, things they showed off, oh, other than the remake of Link's Awakening, where they've remastered it. Speaking of Resident Evil Two and a remaster, it's like yeah. Can that. I just gush about that for a second? No, I want to know about Tetris Ninety Nine. <laughs> we'll get there, but freaking we'll Link's Awakening, Bo. It, yeah. It's weeks, Bo. It's a Zelda game that has. You, you changed talked about three different games. You had your turn to talk about <laughs> games. I want to know about Tetris Ninety Nine. <laughs> All right, I'm going to get right to it then. Imagine Tetris, except. 99 people are playing uh-huh. for supremacy. If it sounds like a battle royale game, it's because it is. It's an actual Tetris game. Nintendo uh-huh. made it. It's not licensed to somebody else. This is them making it. Nobody knew this was coming. Total surprise. Another big surprise drop in February of a battle royale game that no one knew was coming. <laughs> um, but you, you play Tetris, and while you're playing, you got your little screen with Tetris happening like yeah. you're used to. All the controls, uh-huh. all that stuff you're used to. But then off into the periphery in the sides and in the top, there's all of these t- little screens, and that represents each of all the other people. And you get to see all of their little progress as they go. They're tiny, but you'll see like this guy's... Can you throw, can you throw blocks at other people? Yes, that's the up? beauty of it. So when you clear blocks, and the more you clear, the bigger your combo, the more damage you can do to the other guy. And you can choose who and where to send that to. First of all, you can be random if you want. It can just be every time you clear stuff, it'll attack somebody, but you don't pick. Uh, if you want to be specific about it, you can, you can target somebody and you can be strategic and go, Oh, that guy's already screwed. I'm going to just finish him off with this great big long one. I'm about to drop and all four of these are going to pop. And then you'll take that guy out of the game. The highest I've gotten was 23 before I die. And it's just like a battle royale. You get out, you get in again, it counts down, bam, you're all in. Everyone goes, you play till you hopefully win or lose. And you can watch the rest of the match if you want or get out. If you die, um, so this is the last. It's like a ninety-nine place last longer comp- competition with some PvP. Yeah, it's really fun. Like if you already like Tetris, it's kind of a no-brainer. I mean, what, where else would you go with that franchise? It seems kind of smart, to well, be honest with you. Last year they had that uh, the PlayStation One uh, that was the VR compatible. What was it called? Tetris Effect. Tetris Effect, which it, by all accounts was amazing. Um, but that was, was that was like taking that into a new dimension, right? Like a here's Tetris, but a whole new way of playing it. Well, this is like that too, except you know, glomming onto this battle royale thing. It's and they and they're planning like uh, achievement badges and like special events, like doing all the stuff everybody else does for their free to play games. It's pretty rad. <laughs> like I, mean, I had they a could lot actually of fun. implement that in their esports events because they have a championship for Tetris. Oh yeah, no, I guarantee it. And and so. I feel like this is innovative along that vector. Yeah. Of like, yeah. Of like, hey, this is a battle royale mode. It's viewable. You get to watch like all these, you know, <laughs> at a high level, just like all these crazy people just blinding themselves mm-hmm. on the screen, just so going so yep. fast. And, and you can you also, know, like, here's the other cool thing is you can tell who's targeting you. So if somebody's okay. targeting you specifically because they want to get you, it tells you, it'll show a little icon on him and then a line to you saying, you know, warning someone's whatever. And so you could, in theory, go, oh, really? Head-to-head, are we? And then you can kind of switch to them as your target. And if you're a better Tetris player than them, you can, you know, one-to-one that guy and take him out. Smoke him. And can can you get a helmet so that some of the blocks don't hurt as much? (laughs) (laughs) No, but I like to think the first piece that... Got a level three Tetris helmet. I like to think the first piece that drops, though, is like your drop. 
You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. there's other things in it that just are kind of a funny. It'd just be cool if there were little loot drops. Like if you got an L shape, but if it had like a Mozambique in it, yeah. And then when you cleared it. You got a little I don't know power up of some kind or something. You know, like just yeah. Anyways, I mean they just launched it. I'm sure there's room for that game. Oh, to grow. totally. Get and it's just a, if you're listening, and it's free. Me playing it would be the Mozambique <laughs> of that game. Just if I'm the one playing, oh, I you might as are well. the Mozambique. I am I the Mozambique. I yeah. used to be a really good Tetris player back in the day. I felt a little rusty today, but it comes back to you, and it's not like there's any meta tricks other than Tetris tricks. Like that's the thing about it, is it's not unlike the a shooter or something. The you just have to be good at Tetris to win or to try to win. Sure. And I think I it's a, a neat, stupid idea. I really like it. I've got so. an idea for something just off the top of my head that I think would be interesting in there, Scott. I want to get your thoughts on it. Yeah. What if it was The Legend of Zelda, but it had Chain Chomps and Goombas in it? What? And you had to wake up the Windfish. Oh, my Lord. He's trying to de- derail the conversation back to Link's Awakening. <laughs> he is. I mean, that looked really good. Tilt shift to camera angles and beautiful 3D environment. I mean, it's cute as hell. I want to play it like bad. So uh, nice day for Nintendo. They actually had some cool stuff to show today. And it was nice to have my gaming attention shifted from all this blizzard doom and gloom to something kind of rad there. So So there's that. All right, real quick. We have this. Quick little email from a listener. Handy Four is his name. Is that perverted or weird? We could all use that. <laughs> I didn't quite know what to think of his name, but Handy Four sent this message and he said this. Hi guys, who doesn't? Uh, sorry, why? Uh, who doesn't? Maybe I think he means why. Why doesn't anyone make a battle royale game where you use stealth tactics and spy shit? <laughs> <laughs> I love this email so much. I like reading this email like it's like and spy shit or spy shit. Yeah, yeah. No, he like <laughs> you look around the rock and you see some poo on the ground. You're like, there's been a spy. Zoom in here. Here. I think I think what he wants. Ground. I think what he's describing is like a Splinter Cell style thing. But I mean, you could do it. Exists. It's called PUBG. The no. problem is, I'd be too good at it. Here's the thing. I think what he's saying. Imagine like a third person one. It's all cameras under doors and all the stuff that Sam Sh- uh, Fisher, not Shepard, Sam Fisher would have. Shitter? <laughs> Sam Shitter. <laughs> Sam Shitter. <laughs> no, not Sam yeah. Shitter. But you would Classic. you would have less people. Let's say your battle royale is twenty people because that would make design sense, and you're in an old warehouse or whatever, and you got to just kind of hide in the shadows and sneak around, and how the how the circle closes or whatever that mechanic is is maybe a little bit different. I think there's. Something to be mined there. Maybe a little more specialized, a little more niche, but I'd play it. I'm I'm down with Handy Four's idea. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't Damn want it, to make Shitter, one? we're pulling you out of there. <laughs> I I'd assume there's an audience for it, but it's like in this game. Uh, one of the things we didn't talk about when we talked about with Apex is that Apex also is designed to make you fight. So mm-hmm. it's pretty easy to get second place in Apex if you just don't fight anything. And hide and hide and hide and be really good at stealth tactics. It works. Done it a bunch, especially in randos where people leave and I'm just by myself. Yeah. The problem is you can't beat first place. Right. And so if you have if you have a 30 to 1 or even like a 90 to 1 shot at being first place, what are you even playing the game for? It's boring. Yeah. Um, but you can do that right now in those games. And Apex is designed to make you fight stuff. So I get that the question is, would you play a game that makes you not fight things and just hang around for 40 minutes? And the answer to me is like, no, 
<laughs> like you can make that game and there'd be people who'd like it, I'm sure. But can you imagine me trying to pitch it to EA, the greatest game company to ever exist and maker of Apex Legends? <laughs> They'd be like, no, sir. You know, like it, it's, yeah. <laughs> it would, it just it doesn't sound very good on paper to me. But mm-hmm. I know there are fans of the genre, and there's probably a small audience who would religiously play a game with those mechanics for the kinds of periods of time that the makers of these games would wish for their uh, games. I, I saw I, it somewhere. I, I would argue that there, that I would have said before Apex Legends that nobody could improve on the Battle Royale thing was, was kind of you know done, and it was just now a matter of what game it was in or what mode it showed up in or... I don't know. Like it didn't seem like there was that much more to do. And then this game kind of proved it wrong. I would be willing to say somebody out there, some maker of games could improve, could, could change my mind on a tactic spy game, spy shit right. game. Yeah. Here's my, here's my pitch. Like waiting. Yeah. Go ahead. Here's my game pitch. Go ahead. It's a game. We'll say 60 people. Yeah. They all spawn in a room. Got it. There's not a lot of cut. Like there's not a bunch of it's one room. Okay. Maybe there's some ladders or I don't know, but it's a room. Okay. You can do a punch, kind of disorient or stun somebody a little bit. It's not very effective. Okay. And the only way you can get a kill is by pressing E while standing behind somebody to perform an execution move. Okay. And then can it's last man standing. Can you execute somebody who's executing? No, no, but you can wait for them to be done. <laughs> so, yes. Wait, just a room? Like a room? Yeah, just a room. So you just go in and go, okay, go! And then everybody's just running around behind each other, killing each other uh-huh. after they stun them. Okay. But maybe you can interrupt your own execution animation to get out of it early, but then the person survives it. Okay. Yeah. If you think someone's really going to get you. I mean, it, it would definitely be... sounds like John's what video game dream. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's basically it. the kind of kind of he likes to play rogues. <laughs> it's like, what if world picture this world of Warcraft, but all the classes are rogues. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like Stop. Valentine's Day is until tomorrow, Bo. Yeah. I would also argue that that's it's a good thing. We got that um, that broody uh, the stealth check in in apex i'm not sure john would play it as much like that she brought you in dude wraith brought you in you may have stayed for the fun but you came in because of wraith the nice thing about having a trope that really uh pulls your pork is that uh (laughs) it's a common trope and it exists in every video game they make so i never have to worry about it yeah you're always gonna get the thief the thief like right like that's always yeah Yeah, that's true yeah wait who's the oh the arrow lady yeah yeah, and it's almost always an elf. It's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. That game continues to be rad. Well, thank you, Handy4, for, for your rad question. If you would like to send in your own and be just like Handy4, uh, you can... Oh, I just realized it could be Handy4. No, it's Handy4. It could be H Andy4. H Andy4. Oh, H Andy4. H Andy4. <laughs> Handy. Handy4. I don't know. Anyway. Andy, why does the floor move? <laughs> Go to frogpants.com slash core. There's a link right there to contact us. Boom, you're in. Frogpants.com slash core. Or we're now taking voicemails. If you want to hear yourself uh, heard on the show, you have a point you want to make, you want to do it with your own voice and have us answer it, you can. 801-471-0462. That's 801-471-0GOB. G-O-B. Or 0462, however you want to do it. 
doesn't matter to me but we'd be happy to uh, play it on the show all right here's what we're going to do tonight we're going to play heroes of the storm i know it sounds crazy given everything that's been going on but that is <laughs> literally what game. we're going to do we never said it was not a fun game and deserves more than it's gotten oh yeah heck yeah and we enjoy playing it so we're going to enjoy that tonight uh, and if you want to stick around and watch the stream it that'd be great we got kyle coming up Kristen, us of course so that'll be right here in just a moment in the meantime, don't forget, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play one of these underneath. Here we go. We'll just go out on a happy music uh, thing today. Uh, Patreon.com slash core show. If you like what you're hearing right now, you want to help us? That sounds great. We can sure use it over at Patreon.com slash core show. We're at frogpants.com slash core. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Bo Schwartz for Bo. I'm at Scott Johnson. John's at John underscore Jagger. And core heroes for the show. It's going to do it for us, for me, for John, for Bo. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. That's a good question. By the way, Kyle got his fifth win. <laughs> <laughs> in, or a second win in, in, while we were recording. While we were talking. Oh, we bring good luck to the Apex players. Great. Great. Sorry, I'm just, can you show my beard full screen yeah. for um, yeah. the guy in chat who wants to see it? Oh, my Lord. Look at that thing. There you go. If you I assume it was me he was talking about. It's like a... Old, you might have been talking about Scott. Scott's got some hair. Too. 70s granny porn is what that is. John does it. 70, what granny has a beard like this? No, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I just splash water all over myself. <laughs> oh shit! I'm laughing so hard I dump water everywhere. Oh my god! The guy that wanted the beard. Somebody's like, zoom it in. I zoomed it in for you. It's really zoomed in. Oh, I got all right, water. Ninja Cowboy. Awesome. I got water everywhere just now. Sorry, what were you? What was the thing that was funny? I I didn't get why you were. The level of earnestness because it was that you asked that ridiculous question. Yeah, because it was this up close shot of your beard, and I said it looks because you have a little gray in it, and I said it looks like nineteen yeah. seventies granny porn, seventies because they you know they're on the bushy business, and then also because it's a little bit gray and it's all close up, and I thought, hey, yeah, seventies granny porn, and you go. What granny has a beard like this? <laughs> Isn't it grandpa porn? No! He still doesn't get it, Scott. I'm hanging up. He'll figure it out later and it'll be funny. I should get a bidet. He's go, what? And I'm like, no, people have them now. Scott has one. Yeah, I do have one. It's You're like the equivalent it. of the kid who had the Super Nintendo before everybody else. <laughs> Do you, do you use it or is it just sit there? Oh, yeah, I use it all the time. I use it today. Perfect. Yeah, that thing's nice. awesome. Warm seat in the winter. It's the best. Oh, man. But I mean, that part's not the bidet part. That's just the seat. Well, yeah, part. yeah, yeah. But it's got all these features. So like the, it's warm when you put your butt on it, no matter oh, how cold it might wow. be. Uh, you, you can do the if you're like, oh, I don't have any time for this. You can just do the quick uh, hose, hose and get up and get out. Or you can do the nice long, they have a little massage thing it does. <laughs> do you have to dry off? Like if you put it on your pants too quick, do you get like a big wet stain in your ass? Crack? Well, you would if you didn't do the blower. You're supposed to use the blower, see? Oh, it, oh, it a has blower. a blower. Yeah, it's got a I blower. I was like, how do you get the water off? Yeah, I yeah. assumed toilet paper still came into play at the end as like a drying mechanism, but there's a whole blower. Yeah, at the end of the process, it goes... And just like blows on your butt. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> <laughs> it's true. 